Hey guys, it's Katie and Mandy. Welcome to the Dirty Britches Minisode. Hey everybody, we're back. Hi. Minisode time. I know. <laughs> I love these little quick and dirty minisodes. Welcome to our Dirty Laundry podcast minisode where okay. there are no rules and we talk about whatever <laughs> we want to talk about that's lingering from a regular episode or just things that happened in the past week that have made us mad. Yeah. So we were going to do this episode this time totally as like highlighting uh, women that we feel like we have kind of not given enough time to. Yeah. Um, and we're going to do more of that for sure. We probably could make a whole episode on this voting stuff to do it. Yeah, um, yeah. So we have one of those, but then I told Katie, <laughs> I think we have to address Rachel Hollis. <laughs> um, well, do you want to do her first? Do you, the, Cause yeah, last sure. time we started high and ended low. Um, yeah. When uh, yeah, when we did Wilma man killer and mm-hmm. I, I was sort of sad that we started high and ended low. So let's start low and end high this time. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. So I asked Katie, I was like, do you even know who Rachel Hollis is? No, the answer is no. And so Mandy texted like, Ooh, I've got to talk about Rachel Hollis today. And I was like, I don't know who that is. So I Googled it. And the first thing that came up is why people hate Rachel Hollis. And I was like, I'm in. I will read this article. And it's funny. I was thinking as I was waiting for us to start recording, there's like a particular type of like professional mom, lady, woman that I don't know why it makes me like murderous to think about them, but there it's something (laughs) just triggering in me, like Uh the beach waves and like perfect makeup and like a, hat there's always like the hat a, like a, the extensions are they extensions the, oh, of course those are extensions Mandy, come on I that's not so hair out of the loop when it comes to like <laughs> hygiene i'm just gonna say like i don't even comb my hair i like i put it in a messy bun every single day i know how to wear mascara that's yeah. like the extent i've just started wearing lipstick and it's like the same color as my lips i don't understand like prettiness, I guess, is a way to say it. Like, like putting your face on, I don't know how to do it. So maybe that's actually part of why I get so upset is maybe deep down, I'm like sad or jealous or something that I don't know how to do it, but it all, I also just find it really annoying. And I, I don't know if anyone's listening and they have perfect beach waves, good on you. I'm sure they look great. (laughs) Like good for you. But I think it's like this, like since social media got invented, there's this whole, world of like glam momming that I just don't Mm -mm. think is healthy. I don't think it makes anybody feel good. It feels Mm -mm. like it's just a competition. It's like homecoming Queens in high school, but just like for 40 year old women. Don't make me out you (laughs) right here on this podcast. You just set yourself up for that. Okay. So hardcore Katie Swalwell. Oh, was homecoming listen, queen. Listen to me. <laughs> of I, our high school. <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty well established that I think our mutual friend like stuffed the ballot box. I don't think that that's <laughs> untrue. Also, 
Katie Swalwell, student body president. So, don't think he stuffed the ballot I'm box. I'm pretty on sure that I one. ran unopposed. So don't no, get too excited. I think my opposition was disqualified for like an academic violation. So I don't oh think gosh. that's that impressive either. And I, I truly think if it wasn't a ballot box stuffing situation, that there's two kinds of homecoming queens. Like the ones who are like hot and unapproachable and the ones who are like super nice and would, you know, like and that was are you. nice to people. And I, I will you. say like I think I was in the nicer you category, were. like friends yes. with different groups of people. That's I will also say, did like, you not you didn't go to that home? I didn't go to the <laughs> dance. I didn't have a date. I think that pretty much undercuts anyone's argument that I was like the bangable one. No, I was the nice girl who stayed at home and read books that night. So it was like a nerdy pity vote. Don't worry. I'm totally comfortable with it. It's fine. Point being that it seems like this, it's just like more of this like popular, not even popularity contest, but like performativity. Like Mm -hmm. I'm going to perform like everything's awesome and I'm like always look this good and everything. My house always looks great. Like I am right now sitting in my kid's nursery. It is a shit show. Like Mm -hmm. it smells like poop. I don't know if his room is ever not going to smell like poop. There's just, it's it's something about social media that I think is like, let's all put on this like act that everything is awesome and gorgeous and like not a hair out of place. And I just don't, I I think why I get mad is A, because my hair will never look like that. And B, (laughs) that it's, I don't think it's healthy. Like, I don't think projecting that into the world is really doing anybody any good. This is taking us down a very unexpected rabbit hole. Anyway, Rachel Hollis. But I would say, if you don't know who Rachel Hollis is, wear it as a badge of pride. (laughs) That's a good thing. Don't necessarily go looking her up unless you're getting info for this. And I will say, I'm going to go ahead and talk shit on her now, but I don't really know that much about her because I have seen her book highlighted in Target and I looked at the cover, which she is on, and I immediately was like, nope, for the exact same reasons. Because all I needed to do was look at her face, which is probably terrible. Don't judge a book by its cover, Mandy, (laughs) unless it's like a white woman with beach waves, in which case we can pass. Yeah. And the book that I know of, she's written others, I guess, is called Girl, Wash Your Face. And it's some right sort now. of like advicey book, which first of all, I don't like the wording. Don't call me girl when you're a white person. Like, no. no. There's a lot. Mm-hmm. There, yeah, we can talk about a language appropriation thing. Oh, I read her apology. I'm sure we'll get into this because she also yes. uses the word cis, which I yep. like S-I-S. Uh, and I'm like, cannot no, do that. no, no. Cannot do that. Um, and... As if I think what I read into it, I did not read the book, but I think the premise is if you just wash your face, things will be fine. Mm-hmm. Like that's like wash your face. You'll feel better. I, I don't know. That's probably not all of it, but it's like the catchy part of it. And ew. So I never read any of it. Don't care to. She's apparently caused problems before because a lot of the black and brown educators that I follow have talked about her before. There was an issue with something I think she appropriated from my Angelou stole plagiarized something along those lines. Um, and she got called out for it, did not respond well to being called out. Mm -hmm. Um, so this time the quick and dirty of what happened is she was doing some sort of live video on Instagram. She mentioned having someone who cleaned her house. Someone in the live comments called her privileged AF that 
triggered her. She did not like being called privileged. So then she did herself <laughs> another little video, which she went full white woman Karen nasty on mm-hmm. and had several problem in the highlight of it being that she said, yes, she has a housekeeper and then proceeded to say, she's the person that cleans my toilets, which is gross. It's gross. And for people who want to think that that's like picky and people are being too sensitive. No, it's not. She's demeaning a person who takes care of her house so that she can have time to do other things and describing them as someone who cleans your toilets specifically that Mm -hmm. part of it is just gross. Mm -hmm. It's demeaning. Mm -hmm. Um, And then she went on to say that people were saying she wasn't relatable because she has a house cleaner. Um, And she was saying that she doesn't want to be relatable. In fact, her whole purpose in life is to not be able to have people relate to her because she wants to be so much more successful than everybody else. She works harder than everybody else. Mm -hmm. She's going to have more than everybody else. And she's Mm -hmm. not going to apologize for that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Gross. Assuming then that other people who aren't as rich as her are just that way because they don't work as hard as she does. They haven't washed their face hard enough. Yeah, they didn't. Scrub that face. (laughs) Is this, I was just, excuse me, because I wanted to know a little bit and I was, yeah, um, just trying to bring myself up to speed to know who this person is. And it sounded like she also said that all the women she admires, like Malala Yousafzai and Frida Kahlo, that they were also unrelatable. And I literally started laughing out loud, like, wait, what? Whoa. A, you are putting yourself in the same category as Malala fucking Yousafzai. And, yeah. and also, Harriet like, Tubman. Harriet and- Tubman. Yeah, it's like you realize <laughs> that she, why they're unrelatable yeah. is not because they have housekeepers. That yes. is the furthest thing from what makes them not relatable or what makes them like aspirational women or, you know, women we should admire. Yeah. Like, what? I, I mean, I... I literally had no other reaction than just to literally guffaw at my computer. I couldn't believe that. Yeah. Yes. And so a lot of people jumped on there and tried to educate her, including very well-known black and brown educators. And her response was to delete their comments from her Instagram page. That's which is That's really, always really literally cute. erase people but yeah <laughs> in your attempts to look like you're not racist delete black and brown people that's yeah. a good approach yes yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so she left that that way for like four or five days and then apparently started getting so much flack that she came back and posted some sort of apology in the form of slides in which oh. she said it was her team's fault <laughs> That she hadn't responded yet. She said, everybody told me this was going to blow over and I shouldn't respond. It's their fault. I'm sorry. But then continued to delete comments from black and brown people under that post. I, I, because it is well-established fact that I'm terrible at social media, what is the purpose of deleting comments? Like, because you don't want people to see other people criticizing you? Right. Yeah. You don't want anyone to have that. You only want supportive people on your page Uh and you're not going to have any opposing viewpoints on it. Okay. So then that sat there for a while and that was like on Easter, I think she got on there and tried to do that. WWJD. That's right. (laughs) How would Jesus apologize for (laughs) telling people that 
Yeah. And in her apology, she actually specifically tagged a couple of racial justice um, educators, including there are two of them. I don't, she's since deleted them. So I can't remember exactly, but I know Lovey Jones was one of them. So she used other black and brown people in her apology post. And then they came out on it and were like, Oh no, lady, white lady. No, no, no. And continue to tell her why her apology sucked to which she didn't listen to for a while. And then she deleted both the video where she looks like a crazed Karen and her fake ass throw your team under the bus apology and then put another apology up last night that's also very like milk toast. Clearly someone like her new PR person wrote it or something. I don't know. The one who wasn't smashed by a bus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The one who wasn't recovering from their tread marks. <laughs> <laughs> just ridiculousness. But here's the problem that I have. Like Rachel Hollis is just one person who is like this. Yeah, yeah. The, the thing that I was more disgusted by scrolling under the comments are uh, all of the hordes of white women that were supporting her coming to her defense. Yes. Even at her more apology, her second kind of a little bit better apology. They were like, Oh no, you gave into the woke police. Don't do it. Like you're fine. You don't need to apologize. We love you. Just people are too sensitive over and over and over. And I shit you not. If you click on these women's profiles, they all look like her. Mm -hmm. It's the extension beach waves, eyebrows, lips. Like I can't help it. This is a persona thing that goes on. It's, like, I know that we know that these are not the white women that we're reaching on this podcast. I don't know. So I, I don't... mean, there could be someone out there with, like, really great eyebrows and beautiful hair. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I can't find my tweezers right now. And it's, like, my worst nightmare because I've made my sister promise, like, if I'm ever comatose in a hospital, you will come and find me wherever I am and pluck my chin hairs. You must do that for me. If I were on a deserted island, like, give me nothing but a pair of tweezers because I will feel not human if I'm able to to take care of business. That no. being said, like, maybe, I don't know, maybe there's, like, there's there's huge pressures to look a certain way, to be a certain way. Like, we haven't really talked much about, um, I mean, we've, obviously, this podcast is really focused on racial justice and, and white supremacy and racial oppression, but we haven't talked about how that intersects with intersects with size. Mm-hmm. So thinking about, especially for white women, like this, the social pressures to be thin and to be like for our bodies to look a certain way. And the, I, I just, I, I get that there are lots of pressures out there, especially for like upper middle-class white women of a certain age. I, you know, it doesn't mean that I think it's right. Like don't give into it. It's bullshit. Um, but that doesn't surprise me that you click on these people and that it's like close that they all look the same. Yeah. So I think the main thing is because even if we're not reaching those people, we know those people, we interact with them. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I just don't even know what to say. Like, I'm so shocked that that's their response to be like, no, you're fine. You don't need to apologize. This is all okay. So first of all, there's many people out there who have broken down, 
like sense by sense, literally, what is wrong with what she said. So if you still don't get it, go look at those people. They've done the work. You can go to Maisha Hill and check your privilege. You can go to According to Wheeze. You can go listen to Austin Channing Brown's um, Instagram live on it. They've all talked about it. Educate yourself on what the problem is. But briefly, these people that supported her were all trying to make it into a, everybody's just mad that you have a housekeeper. And that is not the problem. It is not a problem to have someone who cleans your house. It is one, a problem to call them your housekeeper. You do not own them. You employ them and you pay them. And I hope that you pay them well. Mm -hmm. And two, to demean them and act like they don't work as hard as you because I'm sure her, the person that cleans her house busts their ass just as much as she does. But yet they're not a millionaire because we don't treat kinds of work that women do the same. They're not equally compensated. And those are parts of the problem. So, and then her whole apology, the way she approached it, all of it is part of the problem. And we got to stop being like that. And when we encounter people that are making comments like that, you have to challenge people more. Mm-hmm. We need to push people out of their comfort zones about it and say, no, that's, I, that's not I mean, what's happening. I think this idea of being able to apologize in a sincere, yeah. genuine way is super important. Like, yes. We're going to mess up. I'm thinking back to our interview with Sally Rush Wagner and she gives herself white girl timeouts like, mm-hmm. oh, I just fucked that up. It's It's like no shame is needed. It's just like, yeah, wow. Oh my God. Thank you. And yeah, learning will do better. We'll do what I can. Like in all our relationships, I would hope that when someone brings to our attention that we've done harm, that we're not like, ha ha, fuck you, hair toss, bye. Like, why wouldn't we want to listen to that and, and say that we are grateful that they took the time to tell us and that we are going to listen and learn from them. And I don't know. I just, I don't know what the like phobia around admitting that you didn't do something well or right, or that you harmed someone or made a mistake. Like, okay, that's being human. Yep. Yep. And I think there's a problem we have too, with saying everyone's going to make mistakes. Some people take that as everyone's going to make mistakes. So we don't need to focus on them. Like you make mistakes too. So don't call somebody else's mistakes out. No, that is not right. Everybody's going to make mistakes. We all need to apologize for them. Yes, we all make mistakes too. Yes, we all need to be called out. Everyone should read. I'm in the middle of reading um, Rachel Ricketts' book, Do Better. And mm-hmm. she has this saying she says is FYI, which is fuck your intent. Because it's not about your intention. And then she says it also stands for feel your impact. Mm-hmm. Like you need to value what is done regardless of what your intent behind it was. You shouldn't be more focused on how others perceive you than you are on the harm that your actions caused. Exactly. When you're the person who has caused harm. I mean, I think about when it's the flip side, like if someone has harmed us, then I am thinking a little bit about intent because I'm like trying to figure out how to deal with them. Mm-hmm. And if I know that their intent was super malicious or callous, or, like then I'm going to deal with them in a very different way than if I suspect that it was not their intent, right? But that's my decision. I get to control that if I'm the one who's harmed. If you are the harmer, then you can't like all you can do is deal with the impact and put yourself out there and be vulnerable and be open to hearing how you can try to make it right. 
Yeah. Like, that's it. You know? Yeah. So I, I, that's Rachel Ricketts book. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. great. Thank you. Yeah. Well, yeah. great. All right. We All will right. get to, um, my hero or <laughs> the, <laughs> the woman I wanted to hold up. Let's do her for the next mini sode. And this okay. one can just be, I know about... we went off on some tangents. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> the name of the game. I mean, I know these are called the, the, our mini sodes and this was clearly a dirty britches mini sode, but yeah. Um, yeah, I think, the whole point of these are tangents upon tangents upon tangents. So yeah. that's okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, thanks. Okay. Okay. We'll see you again soon. Tussle those beach waves, everybody. <laughs> Wash your face. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>